And you are listening to the Walton Podcast. Um, tonight I have Matthew um, up there from Canada on the line. How you doing? Um, how you doing, Canada? How you doing, Matt? <laughs> I am doing well, Mark. Thank you. And uh, Canada, well, weather-wise, we are doing quite well here. We're, Do you have snow up there um, yet? Um, it's funny. You know, we haven't really had a lot of snow until now. Huh? Um, we did get some snow the last two days, but it might just melt again. Well, it's very unusual for here. Uh, unusual to not have snow or to um unusual to not have like a pack of snow at this time of year. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. used to like ugh, almost like 6 months of snow. Wow. Yeah, down here it's pretty pretty consistently the way it should be. Just, you know, it's getting colder day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not Do you enjoy terrible. cold weather? Um, yeah, I don't mind the cold weather. I don't mind the temperature itself. But what mm-hmm. I do not like is the actual. Um, I don't like the snow so much in the sense oh, okay. of driving in it, and I understand. Yeah, you know, having to uh, you know, really fight your way through it and almost die to get some somewhere. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I when we had our first snowfall here in October. Oh my goodness. I was late, like, uh, mm-hmm. um, like an hour and over an hour late to work because wow. the buses were so slow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's it, it's crazy. And yeah. um, but you know what? On um, on Walton's Mountain, I don't think it gets too cold up there. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the uh, the episode we're talking about today is called "The Career Girl," and it first aired January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety seven. This would be. Only about oh. ten days before my birthday. What? What? How old would I have been? Um, oh, you, sorry. Five. Did you mean? Oh wow! Yeah. So you were born in nineteen seventy-two. Close seventy-three. So it would be five because um, it would have been my fifth birthday. Oh, okay. I think right. Seven. You say you turn? Oh, yeah, turn. yeah, well, uh, yep, absolutely, yep, four. I'd be turning four this year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Gotcha. <laughs> so, 73, 73. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, pretty interesting, and um, I like to think about that, and I, I like to look at these shows that existed, and, you know, it, it's, a, it's a real trip. Uh, you asked me before we started recording, what did I think of the whole show, now that I had the opportunity to watch the whole thing? And, you know, yeah. I'm pretty blunt with my opinions of, okay. um, I really love the show up until the point where people started kind of leaving, starting getting people swapped out. Um, the Kurt character yeah. in general is one of the single characters. I, I know he's in this episode a little bit. I don't like him at all. I, I don't like his character, not necessarily the actor so much. I don't like the right. character. And then when they brought him back in this weird way, I thought yeah. it was even worse. And it wasn't even him. 
Yeah, I, I've heard that's a common complaint amongst fans. Um, and then um, they brought like some other guy on like two episodes later who actually looked like Kurt. Um, I forget what it was. I think he dated Mary Ellen briefly. And it was like, and then he vanished. So it was like, there's a lot of weird, there were a lot of very bizarre um, artistic choices made from, yeah, you were saying I, season five, I would say around season six and beyond, uh, things get a little bit weird. I think Erin is one of the uh, saving graces, her character is one of the saving graces of the show. Oh, I think I should, uh, the actress would be very happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I've been in communication with a um, her, she she knows how much I like her character. Um, you know, I, I kind of like everybody's character. I even like the new John okay. Boy's acting and stuff like that. I just don't like the new John Boy. I, I don't like the idea of like why do you have of to them bring him back? Him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. like I didn't like it at all. Yeah, and one thing I don't know if you maybe if you noticed this, but notice that John Boy never finishes college. Yeah, well, I mean, because of the war, yeah, yeah everything just kind of stops. Yeah. You know, this is something that I talked with John Walmsley about, um, about the Jason character and mm. how he he went to school for music. You know, his character was very motivated by music. And yeah. Very musical. And they took that away from him. And it was the most realistic scenario when it comes to war because it mm. wasn't necessarily that the writers <clears throat> took it away. What it was is that the war took it away. He had to right. now work in a pub. He had to like, you know, he could still play music here and there, but he yeah. really wasn't a musician anymore. Well, yeah. if uh, the school, the conservatory lost money and so they couldn't give him the scholarship anymore. Yeah. But I mean, I'm as, but you don't need money to have but him you, be a musician. And right, he wasn't right. following that passion anymore. He, mm, he came back yeah. and bought a bar, you know, he was, you know, and right, that's essentially and he what he the, did. He stopped having any desire whatsoever to become a musician. Yeah, and he first he's he's playing at the church, and then he's playing at um, oh, what's the name of that? Is it a burlesque show in the grandchild yeah, episode? But you know, it, it's it's also a realistic <laughs> outcome. You know, people yeah. go to war and they come back and they're like, look, I got to pay the bills. This is yeah. what I have to do, and yeah. um. I don't know. I, I felt like it was probably one of the most honest and heartbreaking changes in the show because um, the Jason character, I think, is one of the few characters in all of the Waltons that genuinely grows and changes. Um, I think Ben Ben is Ben doesn't really change so much. I think um, he's not supposed to either. He's supposed to be like his dad. Um, well, yeah, and also I'll, I'll bring this up. They changed the birth order of Aaron and Ben as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll mention because you'll see in this episode Aaron's graduating right. from high school, but initially, excuse me, initially Aaron was supposed to be younger than Ben. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the things you know in this episode, we we. We begin the trend of, well, how's grandma? What's she thinking? Because um, right, Ellen, Ellen Cor- Corby had her stroke. Yeah, Ellen Corby had a stroke in real life, unfortunately. Yeah. And she was recovering at this point. Yeah. She would, of course, return, I think, maybe next season. Um, yeah, yes. I think, it, I think it was the last episode. Uh, hold on a minute. 
It yeah. was close to the last episode of season six. Yeah, and it was there was a tremendous event when yeah. she did return, of course. Um yeah. of course the um Greer would be um he would pass away um at the end of this season in between right. the break. But uh, that's why I kind of like this season. Next season, a lot of weird changes were made, but I, I kind of excuse them because of the amount of chaos that must have been thrown into the laps of the writers and the producers and the actors. Um, so you know. when, when you say next season, are you talking about season six or seven? Yeah, six. Oh, okay. Because cause, uh, Will Gear. Remember, he passed away between season six and seven. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, yeah, you know what it is? Uh, you know what it is? I'm sure you've done this before. You watch the show yeah. without, uh, at least the way I do it, I don't pay attention so much to seasons when I'm watching it. Okay. So it doesn't really get cemented into me. So, right. yeah, I, I apologize. So, yeah, between No, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, seven, seven is the one where I can give it a lot of excuses, but I remember the, um, that's where things are falling apart. Also, they're trying a lot. But here's the voiceover for this particular episode. Yeah. Which, um, again, is uh, the career girl. It had been my father's dream that each of his children receive at least a high school education. And for a good many years, there was a Walton in every graduating class of the Walton Mountain School. So it was in 1937 when it came time for my sister Erin to leave behind the security of high school and to face an uncertain future. So it's a nice graduation that they're doing. I don't know what building this is supposed to be. I thought it was supposed to be the school. Really? Because, like, yeah. which school? Like the... Well... Not, not the Walton School. <laughs> We've been I don't in know. Some, I mean, look at... They have, like, you know... Um, like theater chairs, chairs, you know? Yeah. It's like an auditorium well, all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking because remember the season two episode, the Thanksgiving story, Mary Ellen tries out for Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the wings and there's kind and of a stuff. same thing, like an auditorium. Yeah. I so guess I, I assume that was part of the school. Look. Yeah. But it yeah. doesn't really make a lot of sense being that the, um, I don't know. Like it yeah. feels like the school itself is so cramped. When right, it doesn't look like it's part of the school. Like, give this whole auditorium yeah. you kind of blow into and use yeah. you know, some of this space. Um, let's see, we're at, of course, we're at Erin's graduation, and uh, right. we're going to be brought up right away. We're going to talk about Esther. Congratulations, right. Oh, Zeb. Ah, uh, you aiming to graduate all over again. Oh, I wish I could be that young again. Would that we could. Uh, how's Esther, Zeb? Well, she's getting along pretty good. <laughs> oh, the only regret is she... Not being here for Aaron's graduation. Well, I'm sure that Kurt and Mary Ellen are taking good care of them. They are. They most surely are. All them doctors and nurses over the hospital seem to be just there to help take care of Esther Walton. Good morning. Oh, morning. Oh, We're going to be a little bit late. A little late. late. Why, so- Esther also misses, um, I believe, Jim Bob's graduation. Um, no, uh, wait, Jim Bob. Who was it? There was somebody who he, she missed the graduation. But she, I was like, I had like such this thing where she. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so, so she, she missed, I think, I believe Jim Bob's graduation. I'm not a hundred percent sure. 
you said it's not that case or it is? No, I misheard you. I thought oh. I thought we didn't get I thought you were saying we didn't get to see Jim Bob's, but we actually do. Oh yeah, and it, it was such a big deal because he's the valedictorian. Yeah. And I, I just remember they couldn't bring her back for that, but I remember in I might have been in the same season, they bring her back because Cora Beth was depressed. <laughs> Corbeth is depressed. Let's bring back grandma. Your grandson is valedictorian. Let's not bring her back. Yeah. yeah. She wishes she could be here. Exposition. Good morning. So we learned very quickly that we're waiting for the superintendent and he was supposed to give a speech. Convenient plot point coming up. Yeah. So he goes. He basically needs Ike to go and pull him out. His, something happened to his car. So John Boy, of course, is the only person who can give a speech. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure why. <laughs> um, I can, you know, I'd rather hear John Senior up there giving a speech. But hey, that's just me. <laughs> oh, poor John Boy. I like John Boy. I just think um, it's the same thing with John Boy. John Boy is the same thing. You know, he he's basically a one trick pony when it comes to things he's going to say to people. Well, you gotta try really hard and you gotta stick to your guns and hopefully you have a support system with your family. <laughs> Come on. Bro. A distinguished yeah. alumnus, the local editor and publisher, and my good friend. Oh no, I can't make do that. Rosemary, I can't make up a speech. I don't have... I, I like how he's referring to her as Rosemary. No. It's no... Right, this was yeah. his teacher at some point. So now it's like, you know, she's a genuine peer. And yeah, I think that's kind of an interesting show of growth. And also, if you remember during the grandchild episode, or no, it's the in the season, there's an episode where Rosemary's giving birth. And Mary Ellen calls, calls her Rosemary. And Mrs. Fordrick comments on that. Mary Ellen first apologizes, but... Rosemary says, you know, we're, we're friends now. Like we're not, I'm not the teacher you're, and you're not right, student, right, right. friends. That's interesting. You'll uh, be happy to know that superintendent Tolliver is not hurt. His car is, uh, in a ditch somewhere North of Levinston. And, uh, this moment I would gladly trade places with his car. <laughs> uh, well, it's graduation day. I remember it well. <laughs> uh, that's a very important day. A day that you uh, should hold on to in your memory. It's a day when we sort of uh, mark uh, our... Ooh, I'm sorry, I was just yawning. Um, so, so he basically gives out the speech. You know, this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and they're giving out the diplomas. Well, I was going to say... Sorry, Mark. Um, two things I know... Well, what question, and then I, something I noticed. Yeah. But notice how they're having this graduation indoors... Whereas John Boys was outside. Well, same thing with John with um, Jim Bob. I mean, I'm not really sure. Again, I, I don't know what this room is. Uh, I know that yeah. you, you, you know you make a good point when they were doing the auditions for the play, and we've seen things like that in rooms like this. But I don't. This room feels bigger it's, than the church. Yeah, it's not made clear exactly. Yeah. Um, do you think John Boys' graduation speech? For his own grad, his Valvatorian speech was better than this speech he gives here. I, I would or have work. to go. And, I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably <Okay>. not. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Probably equally dull. Um, um, you know, and, you have to. I mean, a lot of this stuff is just like really, really um, 
typical stuff. That's why I, at least the way I look at it. Yeah. It's your standard graduation scene. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have a question for you, Mark. Um, would you want to do high school all over again? Yeah. I had a good time in high school. I had yeah. a good time in college. I mean, it's, yeah. um, I wouldn't want to, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time working really, really hard for grades, certain grades. Oh, in good high for school. you. No, well, I mean, it, it's just, um, so, it, you know, there was an effort in school, you yeah. know, like, so, you know, I definitely have that. What about you? Um, I, I enjoyed high school. I, I was involved in a lot of extracurricular stuff, minus sports. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against it. I just, just wasn't me. Right, right. Um, right. but I think I could have tried harder and tried harder than I did. I, I, I did okay. Like I met, I did really well in some classes, but I, I, I do think I could have tried a little harder in classes. I wasn't as good as, yeah. um, in classes I wasn't as efficient in, you know? Well, thankfully we don't have to make this choice in real life. We, we have no, we, we can't go back in time. <laughs> no, we're it. way past. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if I could go back with the knowledge I have today, I probably would not work nearly as hard as I mm. did, realizing it was not as important as I seem to have thought it was. Merle is bound for trade school in West Ham. His- so each time they're giving a diploma to one yeah. of the students, they're saying, like, oh, it's going to Harvard. This one's going to Stanford. <laughs> this one's going to a trade school. Going to become, going to make more money than everyone else, you know, as a plumber. <laughs> Which again is something we never saw. <clears throat> Excuse me, is something we never saw in John Boy's graduation. Yeah, this whole thing is strange. But I will say, um, I do think Aaron or the the character and also the actress looks very pretty. Oh yeah, Aaron. Um, she's definitely um, the dress and the hair and that. They do. Pretty. They address this time and time again throughout this series. Yeah, and uh, even in this particular episode. Um, yeah. How, which I thought was a little bit of a weird remark where father says, well, she's got, she's got her mother's good looks. So I'm not worried. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you know, poor Liv is living, you know, paycheck to paycheck here. <laughs> ambition is to learn to build anything. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, Aaron Walton. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, Mark. What? Did you, oh sorry? Did you? Uh, I was going to comment on this. Did you catch the the student who was graduating, and Mrs. Fordrick says he's going to be working for the Civilian Con- Conservation Corps? No, I didn't. Oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, do you want me to tell you what it is? I looked it up. Sure, sure. So the Civilian Conservation Corps was founded by Franklin Roosevelt on March thirty first, nineteen thirty three. It was a voluntary government relief program from 1933 to 1942 for unemployed and unmarried men, first age 1825, then 1728. It was about not wasting and expanding natural resources owned by federal, state, and local governments. So, but it was a voluntary type of situation? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was voluntary. Well, yeah. we know that he'll, his parents are going to be paying it, so, right? <laughs> well, I, just, yeah. I just heard that. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. That? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting uh, tidbit. Yeah. 
And it's again, it shows like some of the times where they integrate actual factual um, things that kind of, you know, kind of, they just get thrown in and it's kind of like, well, what is that? And it's, you know, I'm glad you looked that up. That's interesting. Oh, thank you. Aaron. Um, This, I think what she says is obnoxious, but. But Aaron is going to be doing, I guess it's a secret. (laughs) Congratulations, I mean, you could be more eloquent. You know, you could just say... Or just say nothing. Yeah, you could say nothing, which is absolutely, you know, one of the choices. (laughs) Or you could just say, you know, um, Erin, who, you know, is still deciding what her next step is, but we know that whatever she ends up doing is going to be wonderful. Exactly, yeah. That would have been more appropriate. Boom! Yeah. Yeah. Give me that microphone. (laughs) But the teacher dropped the ball, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, grandpa, and she's not being mean about it or anything. She just uh, no, she does. It was definitely not unaware. Yeah. yeah, it was not intended to be like mean. Hey, look, it's like Aaron, like, you suck. You have the you have like the equate version of grandma right here on the right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> does look kind of like her. I don't know who that old bag of bones is over there. Um. So grandpa comes up to Aaron. We're going to integrate grandma into it. And I, this is kind of weird when giving somebody a gift and it's like, well, you don't have to open it because this is what it is. It's like, <laughs> thanks. Hey, alone at last. Oh, come on now. Put a smile on that pretty face of yours. Here is something that your grandma was keeping especially gift to you. By the way, this is a hell of a party. They, they must have like, Probably about 80 people there, you know, for high school graduation. I mean, all right, it was probably a bigger deal back then. But, yeah, this is a pretty big party. Yeah, and I remember in another episode, maybe in season, I think it's the last thing of season three, it's, or it's implied that things are getting better now, like they're out of the worst of the Depression or something. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's this party is supposed to represent that. Yeah. like Because there's no... There's no financial crisis mm-hmm. in before Aaron's graduation like there was for John Boys. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And your graduation. Thank you, Grandpa. You needn't open it because I can tell you what's in it. It's a, that little gold locket that has your great-grandma's picture in it. Oh, Grandpa. <laughs> she knew that you'd take special care of it. <laughs> Come on now. Say hello to all your friends now. It's your graduation day. Did I say Grandma. Let's say it again. Grandma. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like all that. Um too much? Yeah, it's too much. It's yeah. too fake. It's too 1970s um when Suzanne Summers leaves. I don't know if you ever watched Three's Company, but Suzanne Summers leaves Three's Company and then they would just communicate over the phone. So they would film her parts. Oh separately, yeah. and it's like uh. Yeah, they they did that with um, Seventh Heaven too. When the eldest daughter got sent away to Buffalo, because right. Jessica Biel wanted to leave the show, so they would just keep showing the her on the phone or referring to Mary and yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth comes up to Aaron in, in just total kid fashion. It's like, why is your future a secret? Kind of funny, <laughs> and she's like, no, 
and she runs off and she's upset. I think it's scary. You know, when you do graduate yeah. from high school, you know, I'm not, I'm not belittling what this is addressing. Um, I think, do you remember when you graduated high school? Maybe you were uncertain uh, what you were going to do. Yeah, well, it's funny. Still because, uncertain. I mean, it's just one of those well, things. It's a scary thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely a relatable. I mean, Aaron's very relatable here. Mm-hmm. Um, but for myself, interesting, because I was going to do a library technician program oh. at uh, SAS Polytech, or excuse me, um, at the technical college here. But I went to the orientation, and for whatever reason, I didn't feel comfortable. I just didn't, I wasn't sure about yeah, it. So I ended up. Yeah, and then so I went to the university instead and got a degree. And then, and then two years after I finished university in 2016, two years after that, I went back to the technical college to do my library tech diploma. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, so you, you probably just weren't ready. That's all. Maybe, yeah. You know, yeah. and you know what? Going and visiting universities is scary, I think. Um, I think – you know, all of a sudden it's no longer like you're like, I get up early, go to school, see my friends. Right. And yeah. it's all it's not that usual routine. Right. And all of a sudden it's a whole new routine. You're like, holy crap, you know, and yeah. it's scary. I, I think it's very scary. And oh, yeah. Top, and, yeah. Go on. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, especially I think even in the, like in these days when the show is taking place, you're expected to be, I would argue, you're expected to be more mature. Or was assumed you were more mature at eighteen than maybe now. You know, I, I yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I think that you're supposed to know what you're supposed to do right. at this point, and right. you know, with a woman, of course, you know, it, it's going to be limited what you right. what days, you're allowed yeah. to do, and yeah. <clears throat> and Aaron's like, well, it doesn't seem like she has an interest in going to a university, so. What then? You know, she's going to be a, a telephone yeah. operator her whole life, and it's like, yeah. you know, that's which isn't bad, thing. but yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you look back to, at what you did when you were eighteen, and you think like, all right, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Am I going to be working at like Blockbuster Video for the rest of my life? <laughs> Is that what you did? Um, I don't think I was eighteen. Though. I was like, uh, my first job was Blockbuster Video. So oh, that is so cool. I was there from like when I was I'm probably 17. I, I quit. Like, I've had enough. And you... I was there for like a year, year and a half. So in the early 90s then? Yeah. Or late, maybe 89 or something. I forget oh, what so the, exactly. the height of the video <laughs> rental thing. It's when Blockbuster first started to become really big. Really big. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, cool. So yeah, she runs up to her room and she's like, "This sucks. <laughs> I hate cake." You know, it's like she's. I'm all right, Mama. You burnt the cake. Right. I hope so. A lot of excitement for one day. I bet you're dead tired. I don't think it's that. High school graduation. There aren't many days like that in life. Days that you plan for and look forward to and you can't imagine what they're going to be like and just when you think they're never going to get here they've come and gone i don't see why well days have to end honey and when they've been lovely days you feel kind of hurt and let down it's natural it doesn't feel that way yeah you know it's i think liv is liv is also one of my favorite characters in the show i'd say um maybe even the second favorite 
of the characters, followed by um, John Senior. Mm. Um, and that's what kind of crushed me is that when Liv and John Senior left, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. really falling apart. Yeah, um, I didn't really yeah, care so much about John Boy. <laughs> like, I was just like, eh. <laughs> well, you, I mean, well, they couldn't kill him off. That's one thing. No, well, no, they can't because it's he's it's supposed to be inspired yeah. or based well, on. He's yeah. narrating it, you know. It's, you know, he's yeah. Like, what's Earl Hamner um, going to do? You know, he's yeah. narrating each episode as John Boy. It's yeah. not not going to work. Um, so yeah, I don't know what what choice they really had, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, once once everybody started leaving the show. I don't know. It just kind of, it felt, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say about um, the Waltons. Even when it was the last season, it still felt like the Waltons. It still looked like the Waltons, but they introduced so many characters. I really disliked like Rose. I thought Rose was such a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think um, including, um, well, we, I skipped over him before the turtle, um, Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Kurt he looks Kurt, like a yeah. turtle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Does. And do you, do you think he was too old for Mary Ellen? You know, I didn't really think about his age as much as I just dislike his character so much. Okay. I kept thinking that he would be, he was going to come out as like an alcoholic or something. There's something about him that seems like, um, kind of aggressive and nasty. And I also don't like the way that their marriage kind of formed where Mary Ellen was with this other guy who was far better looking. And then it's like, you have this turtle. Yeah. I don't, I I forget what the reasoning was for why it was like, does does it feel right? (laughs) No, no. But like the reason for the writers to decide, Oh, we're going to, we're not going to have Mary Ellen marry David Spencer. We're gonna have her marry her. Excuse me, have her marry the turtle. Uh, Kurt, yeah. yeah. I, I think Ju- I'm sure Judy Norton did a video about that. I'll just look at it after. Mm, I'm sure. Um, this is kind of a funny little thing, Ben. Yeah. I, I think Ben brings a lot to the table, but I when I say that his character did not really grow very much, um, I'm gonna stand by that. But I, like I said, I I really look at the Ben character as more like the John senior character. And I think that even the character gets frustrated with that in the later episodes, which is good to see. Right. And he is named after John senior's brother, Ben. Right. The one who died, right? Yeah. In the war. Yeah. Yeah. Arrived at the crest of the mountain and went on into the beckoning world. We get some like, with a big echo. It's kind of, by the way, John boy, you talked really good today. Thank you. You ever thought about going into politics? <laughs> no, never, never. Well, you should. You sound real good at the time, and then later on, no one knows what you said. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Doesn't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> but yeah. um, he kind of gives him a criticism because uh, John yeah. Boy needs um, a typewriter. Right. And I, I wrote, the, um, and he mentions to Jason earlier at the party, the graduation party, that New typewriters in 1937 cost $50. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, that's... Yeah, and adjusted for inflation, that's $1,068.30. So we're looking at, like, uh, like a laptop. You know, like a... a Basically, good, yeah, like a it's crazy. 
Yeah, and the I, thing I, is, is that, you know, with a typewriter, there is maintenance that's necessary. Yeah. Uh, rollers and ink. Um, that's about it. Right, Probably oil. <laughs> I don't really know. Right, because that kind of gets brought up a little later here when he goes to a, like a, what's it called? Cars fix-it shop. Yeah, and it's like, I guess, being that a typewriter is such a mechanical device, yeah. you would kind of go to, like, somebody who works on engines. I mean, they're almost like little tiny pistons, you know, for each yeah. thing. So, I mean, the typewriter is a, is a really wonderful device when you really start breaking it down and looking at them, but um, they're really unnecessary these days, in my opinion. <laughs> Have you ever used a typewriter? Of course, yeah. I took, yeah. Um, you know, be, you know, I'm 50, so when I was in high school, we took typing. You know, we had typing oh, wow. classes. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I can type so quickly now, too, because I type by feel. Um, mm. And that also got me, because I do coding, you know, being able to oh. being able to code extremely fast, you know, because with coding, very often you're thinking it really quickly because it's, you know, it's just formulas. So you got to type these blocks of code, which are, you know, kind of repetitive from time to time. And to be able to just be like, blah, 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 you know, and throw it out there, it's very, very helpful. Hmm. So, um, but I have a lot of really brilliant friends who cannot touch type and are always looking at their hands and like, oh, know, yeah. They're very slow to type. And I'm like, you should yeah. just take a typing class, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, they, they would test us and, um, smack our hands if we peaked. <laughs> I don't think I believe that, but no, no, like not smack, like, um, not with like a ruler or anything like that, oh. but you get like a little bit of a, like a, you get a little tap on top of the hands, but they would put a piece oh, of paper okay. over your hand so you can't peek. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would be put in a chokehold. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> Was corporal punishment even around when you were in no, school? No, no, of course oh, okay. not. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. GW is somebody who um, gets brought up at this point. You know, GW, right. RIP later on, of course. Yeah, Mary Ellen's old boyfriend. Lame, yeah. I don't really even know what he was. He was just the guy in the background with her. Were they ever, like, dating? I'm not really even sure. I don't know if it was ever official. I think... She liked to play ball with him, and then... Yeah, like when she was a tomboy. Yeah, yeah, in the early seasons. So let's see, Erin's coming home, and she has a huge bottle of what, to me, looks like a huge bottle of brandy or something. <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny. That I, You know, when I saw it, I was <laughs> like, oh. That. <laughs> well, I mean, it was would have been legal, I guess. Well, if she's 18. Another graduation gift? It's from GW. I mean, look at that. It does look like a big bottle of alcohol of some sort. <laughs> Speaking of alcohol, um, missing from this episode are the um, the Baldwin sisters. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they would have been. I, I love the Baldwin sisters. I'm so glad that they would continue on to the very end. I, I do have one thing that has grabbed me about the show regarding the Baldwin sisters. Uh-huh. <sighs> It's less so, it happens less in the later years, but early on, there's a lot of emphasis on how mama and grandma are upset because the Baldwin sisters make. Um, yeah, they make moonshine, essentially. Moonshine. The rest but of it. John Boy tells um, in the actress, the episode of the actress, John Boy tells Alvira Drummond, 
oh, well, they don't know it's moonshine. They think it's some sort of elixir from their dad. Yeah, that's exactly So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so if they're doing something illegal, why didn't anyone just tell them? <laughs> because it would, it would break their heart to know that their father, I, the you know, the judge was oh, um, yeah, I guess, doing yeah. something so illegal. Yeah. And also, I mean, this also goes from a period of time with the depression, you know, yeah. um, you know, with bootlegging. But the thing is, is bootlegging was going on in really the twenties. Oh like, yes, like with uh, Al Capone and. But this is supposed Bush to be Shaw. taking place at what point? Nineteen thirty-seven. Yes, I mean we're not talking about that long ago. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. It's, what did he give you? A quart of oil. <laughs> which is kind of funny. It's cologne. <laughs> It really smells, too. <laughs> it really <laughs> smells, too. Yeah, and Jim Bob says what it smells like later. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Too bad GW was late. Well, I guess I better go take this dress off. You look real pretty in it, honey. Thank you, Daddy. The party was real nice, Mama. We wanted you to have something fine to remember. Well, I guess it's all over now. She's uh, I think they're crying. There's tears in her eyes. Why are they not? I don't know. They're not addressing. Yeah, her. I feel bad for Aaron. Yeah. I mean, they kind of discuss. Grandma her. not being there must have been hard on her. It's hard on all of us. <laughs> really? I, I just didn't get that. Really, it's like. You mean the the grumpy old lady going around yelling at everybody? We're missing her? <laughs> really? Oh. I, I mean, I didn't, not to be oh. mean or anything, what else did she really bring to the table? <laughs> well, I I know, um, what's her name? The actress, Ellen uh, Corby. Ellen Corby. <laughs> she made uh, Grandma grumpy on purpose. No, and she was nothing like this, of course. It's just, if we're looking at the oh, character... No. You know, what are we really missing out on? Well, no, I, um, what I mean is because the creator, Earl Hamner Jr., says to Ellen, told Ellen Corby, like, my grandma was a really sweet woman. And uh, Ellen's like, well, you've got too many sweet people on this show. So you need to be a little salt. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I respect that, right? It's yeah. just to, for them to go, yeah, it's really tough. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Ellen Corby, you know, she was, um, I didn't know this until I started doing research a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on her and, you know, she was a transcendental meditation teacher and she actually was taught the method from, um, the Maharishi himself, which is kind of an incredible thing. I've followed, uh, transcendental meditation now for about 25 years and, okay. uh, I was talking to John Walmsley about that. And although he doesn't practice it, or I don't know if he ever practiced it, um, he just said like the way she would talk about it because she would share all of her stories with him because she was so close with him, right, um, yeah. out, you know, outside of um, the television show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, just to know somebody who spent time with the Maharishi is kind of a tremendous big deal. It's like you know, for for people who follow TM, it's bigger than like the Pope, you know. Uh, for those who don't, is, yeah. for those who don't know, maybe what tr- transcendental meditation is. Do you think you could just yeah. give a brief? It's a form of meditation. You can go to tm.org to learn about okay. it. 
Um, it's it's a it's essentially a mantra meditation that uh, focuses on um, you know, basically two meditating twice a day for twenty minutes and really just kind of there's there's scientific studies to show that okay. TM has helped with PTSD with people. It's um, helped with um, mm. stress levels, it, um, trauma. All types of really amazing um, things, and it's it's about inner healing. Okay, so it's not. I guess my question. Uh, so it's not connected with any East, like Buddhism or Hinduism. It's not a religion. Or, it's not connected with any of that. Okay, it's not a religion. It's not a. Um, you know, um, you do have to pay to take a class, but it's not like a pay service or anything like oh, that. Okay. It's not. It's not a belief system. It's not a philosophy. Okay, it's, it's not um, like it's a technique. Yeah. You know. Okay. But yeah, no, it's no, it's not a. Um, okay. It's not even Buddhist or anything. Oh. Okay. Um, but you Sounds know, my mantra time. meditation may be um, applied to Buddhism, but you know, this is um, indirectly associated to it. But yeah, there's no. There's no religious aspects. No, no, not at Okay, gotcha. But um, uh, so they go on. She hadn't smiled since she got a diploma. I keep thinking. Just like grandma. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, once she comes back, she's smiley, smiley, smiley. I'm like, that was weird. Like when they, <laughs> when they brought her back, I'm like, she's the cheeriest person I've ever seen in my life. Like that bothered me a little bit because I, I kind of missed the grandma. Like, all right. So, you know, she's a curmudgeon. She's a grump. She's what, like you said, she brings the flavor in a way. Like she's the fun person, right? Um, mm. I just can't imagine a family saying like, well, you know, we miss that grumpy old lady walking around <laughs> yelling at people <laughs> in real life. And it's just the letdown. Oh, Rosemary's right. She's the first one of our children doesn't have a special ambition. I never even thought of it. She's a looker though. Like her ma. She'll do just fine. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Books aren't everything. <laughs> well, yeah, and Liv is like, I could have gone to New York City and been a designer. That's right. Yeah. So the perfume oil that you know we learn um, smells like what is called banana oil. Yeah. So here's here's, John, here's um, Jim Bob walking up. He's going to talk a little bit about it. Doesn't matter. Nobody's coming around here anyway. Darndest thing? What? It seems like just lately somebody's been wearing banana oil. Are you sure? Well, I know banana oil. That's what I paint my model airplanes with. Is it this? That's it. This is the cologne GW gave me, Jim Bob. (laughs) Hey! So do you know what banana oil is? (laughs) I don't. Oh, okay. It's a solvent. It's, um... It's essentially... Like if you ever hear, you ever smell nail polish and stuff like that, it's a, it's a similar type of thing like that. And, um, essentially it has the smell of banana. Oh, it's like a very sweet smell. And uh, it's kind of funny that, um, I I like the smell of bananas, (laughs) but you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to have this as a perfume. This would be a a very bad idea to smell like a solvent. How do you how do you feel about the character of Jim Bob? I like Jim Bob from yeah, time to time. He, he ups and downs. Ups, you know, he ends on a high note. 
yeah, I, I, watching the show again, watching it, um, uh, rewatching, uh, uh, I, Jim Bob grew on me, yeah. actually. Yeah, James Robert, he, um, yes, he does open that for, shop with that guy and then the guy vanishes. There's a lot of weird stuff like that. Kinda right. Happens. And then he joins, uh, he, he wants to drop out of school and become a, a pilot, but then yeah. he can't. Cause, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. You know, he's a good character. Um, yeah. Like all the characters, more, all the characters have something to bring to the table. I think one of um, I think the Mary Ellen character is very disappointing to me. I felt like she started out as this animated, very colorful character, and they pulled it all away from her. Mm. Like she wanted to travel, she wanted to become an actress, or maybe right, an and then she just and then yeah. she just settled. You know, it was just like, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny. I think there's a mirror between grandma and Mary Ellen. I don't know if you can agree with that, but I always thought that, that on some level grandma was, cause she's the one who had the same, the most arguments with Mary Ellen. Mm. And I've always wondered if grandma was on some level a little jealous of Mary Ellen or, huh. But also, when she Mary Ellen became a nurse, also proud of Mary Ellen for doing something that she couldn't do. She wanted to be a dress, have a dress shop. Right, right. Grandma wanted to have a dress shop. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I would have to go back and watch to see if that okay. correlation stands That's out fair. to me. But um, yeah, I, I just think that the Mary Ellen character, <clears throat> um, the one thing where I thought was very interesting is when she had this barbiturate problem or, um, you know, amphetamine problem. And, yes. but it kind of goes away in one episode. I was like, Oh, this would be great if it was a lingering thing. You know, this would really add a lot of substance to the character and really address issues that were, uh, um, that are completely relevant even now, you know, with <laughs> people. So, yeah. It was it was a real shame. I felt like they left that on the table. They just kind of solved it in one episode and they moved on. Um, we're going to move forward a little bit here. Jim sure. Bob is talking to Ike. Um, John Boy is writing a book, of course, and um, Ike wants Jim Bob to spy on John Boy to get uh, to find out if the book is about him. He's convinced that John Boy is writing. Yeah, I, where does he get that idea? <laughs> Well, he says, like, well, this is like the, you know, hub of the entire town. Yeah. See the wooden Indian? That's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's see. Um, oh, um, we go to work. You know, we're right, bringing Aaron and yeah. going to meet, uh, going to see Fanny. And Fanny right. gives her a gift, which I think is very nice, but at the same time, it's very. Um, it's not going to land very well. Dum dum. Oh my, dum dum dum. Oh, that music is so stirring. Why, it's no wonder we all march straight away from graduation to meet the challenge of our world. Well, number, please. Thank you. Oh, how I wanted to be at your graduation. It was real nice. Oh, thank you. Can you guess what it is? No, ma'am, I can't. I can't bear it. Can't wait. So yeah, it's it's a head, her very own headset, which is nice. Oh no, it's great. I think, but it's, but it's at the same time, I guess it shows that she doesn't really know Aaron that well. Well, it's kind of like it's a practical gift. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's it sucks yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go into the and typewriter it, store. I'm sorry. Go oh, on. Oh, I was gonna say, and uh, do you, uh, it's a different act. They also changed the actress for Fanny Tatum as well. Oh, okay. Because um, in an episode from season one, it's let me look this up my notes here. Uh, oh yeah, so in season one. Fanny Tatum was played by a much older woman named Dorothy Newman, but here in season five, it's played by Sheila Matthews Allen. So, I probably would have noticed it if I were to watch the entire series again, but I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet. But but eventually I will. I'll start pointing out those type of things. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That's that's another one of those kind of moments where it's like, oh, swapping <laughs> yeah. out people. But um, <laughs> we're going to go typewriter shopping. I'm going to run my ad. Paper's not free, you know. Sorry. Maybe a nice picture in here. Throw that in the recycling bin, John Boy. <laughs> Say it again? <laughs> Throw that in the recycling bin, John Boy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Carr, I'm going to need a typewriter that works. Some beauties there. 30 35 high as $50. This one's as smooth as a Super 6. So Super Six is one of those really popular ones. Um, oh. Smith Corona, maybe? I'm not 100 percent sure. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what's the chance I could get this one fixed up? Sure. New platen. Keyboard needs some help. Those strikers are bent. Ribbons worn through. Rollers slip something awful. Fix all that up. You're talking 15, 20 more dollars. And you know, like you probably have seen old detective movies where it's like they're able to determine that a certain typewriter typed a certain letter because of the way that uh, maybe the E gets dropped. You know, the, right. Um, well, you know, the, um, the, space. the Brady Bunch episode. <laughs> Was it? I forget. Yeah, there's one where Jan gets a locket and they find out who well, said it figure out the typewriter. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty funny. The Y is dropped. <laughs> but it's legitimate because it's each typewriter is going to have their own signature spacing, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, Erin's talking to Ben about how she hates her job and she's going to apply to become a waitress at Shirley's truck stop. Um, no. This, this manager's rude. <laughs> you think so? Well, she said first, she says, she tells Erin, Oh, uh, the, is every, you're not a waitress. Yeah. You're not a waitress. And, and, and then uh, she says, oh, like, is everyone at your home? So ugly. Yeah, but I think that was more like you're so pre- you know, you're such a good looking person. Clearly. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was just <laughs> I totally misread, misheard that. <laughs> um, I thought, like, lady, come on. No, she's just giving her. You know, I, I like yeah. this character a lot. Okay, all right, thank um, you. <laughs> but essentially, she's like, look, you go home, you get the okay from your parents, you have right. the job. So, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's all right, honey. Thank you. Well, Mama, what do you think? Well, it seems to me I've been saying no to you all most of your lives. If your daddy says it's all right, I'll respect his decision. And hold him responsible if anything bad happens, which is the truth. Um, yeah. Which is great. I, I think that's, you know, pretty cool. Um, Grandpa, we get a cute little scene. It's more visual, though, where Jim Bob is looking for John Boy's book. And can't find it. Um, 
Zeb comes in, he finds him looking for the book, and then he's like, well, I want to look for the book, too. And then they both get ca- caught by Ben. <laughs> it's a cute little thing. Classic grandpa. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to where Aaron is now working, and, you know, it's um, she's having a good time, basically. She yeah. seems like she's having a great first night, and... um. There's always like a couple jerks who. Yeah, it goes south. Yeah. Here you go. Little lady. Wait a minute. Can I get you something, sir? Yeah. Uh, who's that skinny kid over there? Uh, is that your boyfriend? No, that's my brother. Well, I'm sure he wouldn't mind you being a little bit friendly, would he? No. What? This guy's got to be like 45 years old, maybe 55 yeah. years old. Just you. And she's 17. So. Huh? Um, can I get you something, sir? Sure. You see the people in the background. I mean, they're like, hey, what the hell's going on over there? Again, why don't you come on over here? Let go of my arm, please. Come on over. I want to talk to you. Please. <laughs> I want to talk to you. Yeah, this line. It, I wonder if it works. I'm going to try it next time I go to a diner. Come here. I want to talk to you. Sit on my lap, young lady. Let go of my arm, please. Let go. Please, let right, go. Of Jason having the Walton's blood running through his veins. Steps in, of course. Jason. Oh, Jason, no. Cut it out. So he gets punched. He wallops him back in a pretty good way, but he gets his butt kicked because this guy is a lot bigger. And Jason's, you know, he's a musician. He's a lover, not a fighter. So he gets his butt handed to him. Um, Let's see. Now we're going to have a thing where the family tends to Jason. The entire family wakes up and they come out. <laughs> it's like um, John Cena's wearing his Michael Landon shirt. Get me a regular knife, oh, Jason. Just a fight, Dad. What does the other fellow look like? <laughs> this is this is a, something that my anybody in my family would have asked me the same type of thing. Like my father would have said, um, you know, hopefully the other guy you know, got a few good licks in. Or the advice that I would have received is. If you're going to start a fight, you're going to have to finish the fight. You know, you can't just <laughs> get beaten up. I didn't hurt him much. I hope it's not as bad as it looks. You look awful. It's not that bad, Mama. What's the matter with your hand? It's all right. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I just want to cry myself. His hand's like swelling as they're talking, basically. Um, but yeah, he's all messed up. He gave a right hook. He's a guitarist. He's not even going to be able to, you know, finger pick. It's a real shame. Um, we get a little bit of gossip going on. I don't know a thing about it. You have to ask, what got into John Walton? Well, from what I heard, he wasn't even there. But he gave Eric leave to take the waitress job, and I asked why. What is this woman's name again? I forget. I know she owns oh, the uh, rooming house. Flossie Brimmer. Flossie, yeah, that's what it is. And, um... John Boy comes up and John Boy's like, well, I need a typewriter. And she's like, well, I've got a typewriter. And they open it up. I don't even know what the point of this little scene was. They open it up and it's a piece of junk. It's, it's, it had been dropped at some point and it was all destroyed. Yeah. So I really thought like, what is the point of that? Like (laughs) just a filler scene. It's kind of strange. Um, we're waiting to find out how Jason is. Comes out with the turtle. Jason? It's not broken. I don't believe you. It's not. 
He's got uh, some bone bruises, and the muscles and the ligaments need to mend. The sling's mostly to rest his hand. I can't even listen to this guy. Oh. And remind him not to use it. Well, Kurt, how long do you think it'll be before it heals? About a month, maybe longer. A month? Oh, Jason, that means you're going to lose a whole month's pay. All on account of me. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> Mary Ellen's just kind of like, oh, Aaron, it's just money. <laughs> Might not take that long. He's really messed up, too. Jason's got, like, the black eye. He's got the big sling. He's, he's a mess. Holy yeah. cow. Um, I've never actually been in a fight where um, it's lasted more than, like, 10 seconds. And I've, you know, I never come home with bruises on my face or anything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I hate the whole concept of fighting. He's really beaten up. This was, I would find this whole thing to be very upsetting if it was me. Um, let's see. Elizabeth offers to help Jason by um, writing down his work that he needs to do for school. Yeah, which is very nice of her. Yeah. So here's an example. Well, say something. I'm thinking. Well, you think it. I'll come back later. No, here, here. Write this down. <clears throat> In considering a characteristic composition of Franz Liszt, it is necessary <laughs> to... Franz who? List. Like a grocery list? <sighs> Elizabeth, this is not working out. You use such <laughs> dumb words. <laughs> you use such dumb words. That's a, yeah, that's the story of my life. Aaron, of course, um, steps in to help, which I think, you know, I think that's great. I think she's definitely the person who should be helping, I guess. And she certainly would be happy about it. Um, let's see. Jim Bob comes and reports back that he has seen the book and he's not. Anywhere in it. Ike's not even mentioned. The store's not mentioned. Nothing. And Ike is um, just kind of hurt. Yeah, he's heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Aaron feels like a bit of a, um, a failure. Got to play some of that. Now, Aaron, I'm not very good at guessing about you. Is it Jason? Because that's over and done with now. Everything I try to do turns out wrong. I couldn't marry Chad. So now he's up on the mountain all alone building his cabin. I'm a failure at everything. If you were one of your brothers, I'd know what to do about you. I guess you just don't grab one of your daughters by the neck and yank her out of bed. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, because I, I forgot about that line. I'm like, well, what do you think you would do? And I was like, <laughs> Honey, listen, there's nothing you can't say to me. Nothing that you think or hope or dream that I won't listen to. Aw, I mean, it's like these little moments where, um, you know, you're a teenager, you're scared, you don't know what to do, and you're just not really sure what, like, where's your life going, you know, all that type yeah. of stuff, you're, like, freaked out. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and John Boy kind of gives one of his lectures to her. Yeah. You gotta just, oh yeah, well, actually, the lecture's halfway decent, so I'm gonna actually play some of that. He waits until Dad leaves to... You better not give in to it. Feeling sorry for yourself, you're getting nowhere fast. But I can't help it. 
Well, uh, maybe some tough things have happened to you and you think you got cause. Self-pity is just like quicksand. It'll swallow you up quick. Please go. Okay. I think maybe you better start thinking about somebody else besides yourself for a little while. That's like a real tough blow right there, but, um, you know, it's a pretty good amount of advice too. And it works. Yeah. A little bit. Um, John boy's mad because Jason's driving, um, Aaron to work, which I thought was kind of like, why do you care? Over Miss Tatum's? That's supposed to be my job. <laughs> it's supposed to be my job. I got <laughs> nothing else to do. Somebody got out of bed stirring around. You know anything about that? Oh, well, we kind of had a little discussion. I sort of told her she ought to start thinking about somebody else for a change. Guess you have to be an older brother to get away with something like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, grabbing somebody by the back of the neck and yanking them out of bed. <laughs> I really love the scene where Aaron goes into the business school, and it's, it's a pretty visual scene, but we have... Um, the switchboard that is at the school kind of buzzing away, you know, people are trying to call and she knows how to, you know, run a switchboard. So she just sits down and starts answering. Yes, it is. Oh, no, there's no one here at the moment. May I take a message? All right. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> that would have been really kind of business school. No, I'm just helping out. If you'll give me your name, I'll have someone call you. Do you recognize this actress? You know I don't. Who is she? Um, oh, hold on, man. Let me look over here. Do you? <laughs> do you? I do. <laughs> I do recognize her. She's played a grandma on two TV shows. Um, she played the grandma on Full House. Oh. Yeah. And one of the grandmas on Seventh Heaven. Oh. I... I n- yeah, I've seen a couple episodes of both of those, but yeah, I wouldn't have. Somebody uh, like that wouldn't have really uh, stood out to me. She played by. Uh, so oh, Alice Herson. Oh. Um. So let's see. She gets hired on the spot, and she's like, "What? What? Blah blah blah." So it, it's just kind of one of these kind of crazy things, and she. I'm just going to play, actually. How much time could you give me? Beg your pardon? Well, there's the switchboard and just a few clerical duties and... Oh, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? I'm Miss Jane Stevens, and this is my business school. Well, hi. What I really came about was this typewriter over here. Oh. I hoped you wanted a job. My brother really needs a typewriter. So it's like, I don't need your freaking job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like the last thing I need right now is a job <laughs> that's what I wish she kind of said so it's the new Aaron she comes home hi John boy hi you know I stopped by the telephone office you weren't there well I'm sorry I missed you hey Aaron how you feeling just wonderful baby. <laughs> so weird um, right man, what, what, what she just this morning I know but I don't understand <laughs> uh, we had Ike telling John Boy off, which I think is kind of funny. I got something for you, John Walton Jr. What? Well, you're a newspaper man. I got some news for you. Oh, really? I wouldn't be in your book if you paid me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? 
Everybody's losing their minds. It's just, like it's, um, here we go. Erin is at the business school. Now, Fern, don't you think I have every right to feel the way I do? After all I've taught her, everything I've done for her, it's not my way to criticize, but it's just that she's spending much more time there than she is here, and I simply feel that this is where she ought to be. Uh, Miss Fanny, I'm looking for Erin. Do you know where she is? Now, John, boy, you know how fond I am of her. Do you know where she is? She's at the business school. The business school? If you've been standing there listening, you should know that. <laughs> I just love that. It's like, if, you, if you've been eavesdropping, it's really funny. So he goes over to um, Rockfish. That's where I think they are, right? Rockfish? I think so. Yeah, yes, I believe so. Aaron. What are you doing here? John, boy, you're not supposed to know about this. You holding down two jobs now? Bill, come pick me up so you can leave now. Aaron, would you file these for me, please? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. Maybe help you with something? I don't know. No, we can't. Aaron. My name is John Walton Jr. <laughs> oh, Miss Jane Stevens. Hi, How do you do? Hi. John, boy, I have a ride home. Oh, you must be the brother, the writer. I am. Aaron, how come you don't go to school here? Because I'm too busy working here. I'll bet you like it, don't you? What difference does it make? A lot. I'll bet she's good at this kind of work. Well, she's perfectly fine. She'd probably be better at it if she learned uh, shorthand and typing, though. So I'm going to let this play a little bit because I think this is really a gr- I love this so much, the way this kind of resolves. Well, yes. Yeah. Ma'am, I run a newspaper. Now, it's not a big newspaper. It's a small country newspaper. It's the only newspaper, actually, in town, for the most part. But when it goes away, nobody seems to care. Exactly. (laughs) But I'd be willing to give you anything you wanted in the way of advertising for your school in exchange for her tuition. What kind of a family are you? (laughs) I wish you hadn't come. Aaron, you don't see the answer to your problem when it's staring you right in the face, do you? This is too heavy for me. Oh, where would you like me to take it? Where would you like to take it, Mr. Walton? Hmm? Erin's been working here to buy that for you. It's the time for Wow, wow, wow. The music. Drop it, John boy. <laughs> no. This music is very Little House. Oh, 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 oh. Uh. So he's just like, what? Are you serious? <sighs> Are you always this thoughtful of each other? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, sometimes he's just awful. <laughs> I love this way he agrees. He's like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's honest. Yeah. Excuse me. Thank you, man. So it's very sweet, and I, yeah. I, just, I love that. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice brother sister moment between yeah. John Boy and Aaron that we really don't get to see. Yeah, and we get a voiceover. You're welcome. Man. 
the family was grateful and pleased that Erin found a role for herself in life. She did go to business school, enjoyed it, and excelled in her work. Later, she married and mothered a family of her own. The typewriter, well, it typed my first novel and interrupted the quiet nights on Walton's Mountain for years to come. Typewriter. Like, what is this accent? <laughs> typewriter. <laughs> so um, I do want to mention before I play Earl Hemner, I mean, not um, just play the very end part, is that um, in John Walmsley's newest CD is actually a, a spoken word. With yes. Earl Hamner on it. Yep. And it was supposed to be recorded several years ago, maybe 10 or 11 years ago. And yeah, Earl had before. come to him and said, you know, I want you to do this. You're the, you're the only person I really trust doing this. So they were doing it and they passed away. So it, it turned into a thing where, like, we don't want to release it now because now it's going to look like we're really trying to capitalize on his death. So right. it got kind of shelved. So now they're back, you know, so I'm really anxious to see it. Um, I ordered it. Um, you can find it if you just search for um, John Walmsley on his website. Um, I think it's well worth the price. And um, it's, you know, kind of a self-created, self-produced thing. But John Walmsley is such an incredible, incredible musician. I don't know if you followed the people that he's worked with. Um, Not too closely. I yeah. In, yeah, I mean, no, he's worked closely. with he's worked with like the Beach Boys. He's worked with he was in oh, the wow. touring group. Have you ever heard of Richard Marks from the eighties? That rings a bell. Yeah, Richard Marks had a lot of really big hits in the late eighties, and he was in his um his touring band for uh, several years. And you know, he's been in all these massive, massive things. And there's these really great. Just from a month ago, he was in Nashville and. His wife actually filmed him on stage doing some blues. And I got to say, he's just wailing. It's like he is really, really such a good guitarist. And in my interview with him, we get into like a little bit of guitar nerd talk, which is just what I love. And um, he is such a good guitarist, though. He's such a just a good musician all in all. And um, just a really wonderful person. And um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, definitely check out his CD. You know. Yeah, I'll have to buy that at some point. Yeah, but uh, here we go. Here's our final little uh, harmonica end. Hey, John boy, I can't sleep when that typewriter's going. No one can. I mean it, son. Stop the typing. John boy's not home yet. I'm working on something. Elizabeth? I want to get an early start on my career, Mama. After all, I graduate from high school in about eight years. <laughs> Good night, Elizabeth. <laughs> Good night, Mama. Good night, Daddy. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and that's it. That is it. It was a good. It's a good one. It's a good episode, and it's your your choice. You picked this one. But um, Matt, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show and talking to me about the Waltons. Yes, thank you for having me on again, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll we can do it again sometime. Yeah, and there's a lot of new stuff coming um, in the world of the podcast that I do, not just the Waltons, but um, so many projects I'm working on <laughs> that it's, um, I, I tell these people, and they're like, how do you have time to do all these things? And I'm like, I don't have the time to do them, but I just, I force myself to have the time. But um, there's a lot of really big, big, big shows coming, like bigger than like Walnut Grove. <laughs> oh. Yeah, much bigger. Actually. Okay. 